Welcome to Make It Happen, a podcast for bloggers and creatives. You're listening to episode number 15. Welcome to the show everyone. For today's episode, I invited the awesome Megan Mins from meganmins.com onto the show to talk all things business. Megan is an awesome business strategist and virtual assistant and she is definitely one of my favorite people that I've been lucky enough to get to know recently as she really has such an awesome vibe and focus behind the work that she does and I'm really excited for you to dig into this episode today. We talk about Megan's journey so far, her best advice for fellow side hustlers, our thoughts on evolving in our businesses and also some of our favorite web tools for staying organized and building systems that actually work. Let's jump in. Hi, Megan. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jen. Thanks for having me. I am super excited to have you on board today. Do you want to tell everyone who you are, what you do, and kind of, you've shared with me before we started recording a little bit of your story, and it was really great to hear about it. So I guess share a little bit of your story to how you got to where you are right now. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I'm Megan Mins, and I do virtual assistant work for online entrepreneurs, and I also do business strategy for side hustlers. Um, A side hustler, just in case anyone doesn't know, is um, someone who has a full-time job in addition to their own business. So that's what I do. I have a full-time job in HR and recruiting, and I have my business on the side. So I kind of try to help help people figure out how to balance that and do things more efficiently so that they can do both. Um, But a little bit of my story, back in 2013 is actually when I first started my own business. And it was actually, it was not in VA or business strategist stuff at all, it was in design. Um, Growing up I always loved art, I think I'm good at it, Um, and I love technology and so I kind of felt like design, graphic design and branding was the perfect marriage of it And, and it was, I. I did love it. I had a steady stream of clients and it was great, but I just kept feeling like I was fighting my natural skills a little bit. I don't know. It was very interesting because everyone liked what I did, but when it came time to try to start blogging consistently or thinking about how to grow my business or scale it, I just kept struggling. I kept kind of hitting this wall and feeling like I wasn't really a true expert in what I would even be talking about. And, um, So it was kind of this interesting struggle I had and I have had a mentor at the time who kind of asked me when I was telling her about this, she said, okay, what is your zone of expertise? Like what is it in your life, you know, in general that you know you are good at? And instantly I knew it was anything related to technology, organizing or project management. And that's what in my full-time job, any, any job I've had, my managers have seen that and I've always been able to focus on those things. So it was just kind of funny that I wasn't able to see that myself and see that that could be something I create a business around. And so when she told me that, she was like, why aren't you doing that? <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. Um, so I kind of, it was at the end of last year. And so about in January this year, cause I kind of started to look at what the options were for how do I even help people using those skills. And virtual assistance was something that kind of kept coming up. I had seen it everywhere, obviously, and um, kind of thought, oh, I could I could probably do that. You know, I do those things in my own business and for clients um, on the bigger design scale. And so I decided to give virtual assistance a shot. Um, in January of this year, I like officially stopped taking on new just design clients. And 
what I did when I decided I wanted to be a VA, I was like, I'm not a part of any like organizations. How do I even get that out there? So what I did was I'm a part of Facebook groups. And so I actually just put my information on a few Facebook groups, said that I was opening up my virtual assistant business. And it took off from there. I got a few inquiries and then those clients started referring me to other clients. And it's been amazing. Um, deciding to switch and like evolve or pivot, as some people say, has been just the best decision that I made in my business um, completely. Now when I do VA work, I still help with design. I'll do social media graphics or blog post graphics, as well as kind of the more administrative tasks or helping them set up their website. But I just, I know I'm in my zone. Like I love doing it. I feel like I can really contribute. And anytime I'm strategizing with a client about a problem they're facing, you know, they don't know how to set something up. It's so fun to be able to be like, oh, I know how to do that. Like, we'll do that. I'll do that for you. Like, no big deal. And they're always like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. You know, so it's just fun to kind of find a space where you can really, really provide value without feeling like a fraud, like to feel like you're really yourself and you're using your best strengths. So that's been awesome. And then just kind of ever since I started my business, I've always kind of shared that I have a full time job in addition to it. And I've gotten so many questions from people throughout the years um, of how I do it. How do I have the time, the energy, um, the motivation, things like that. And just kind of struck me that people like me who are side hustlers just don't really have a, a lot of options for finding community or finding support that's really towards them. I felt like you, when you enter the online world of business, sometimes it can feel like if you're not doing it full time that you're um, not as good as those people like you almost are embarrassed of it like I know a lot of people hide that they have a full-time job because they don't want to be seen as less credible and and I think that's a real shame because I think a lot of people have both especially now I think more and more people are starting their own business and I think it's an exciting time to be in and so I feel like those people who are doing both should be able to find the support and the community and the education for them because they don't have as much time to, you know, write a million blog posts and, you know, blog every day and send a million newsletters and do pot, you know, do all the things that they think they need to do. You can't do it all. If you're a side hustler, you can't podcast and webinar and guest interview and guest posts and do blog posts, you know, and newsletters like at a high volume, you can't do it all. You can do it if it's, you know, if you're strategic about it, but you can't do it at a high volume. So, Anyways, that's where kind of the business strategy for side hustlers stuff came in. That's what I predominantly blog about and what I share and what I do webinars about is the systems and the technology and time management and interviewing other side hustlers just to kind of share everyone's tips and tricks on how they do it. So anyways, that's, that's my story. That's kind of my journey up to this point and where I'm at right now. I would thank you so much for sharing that with us because, um, I every time you said something like I can't wait to listen to this back in the editing process and jot some of them down as kind of they were just you said something that what you said about kind of finding finding your zone where you go into your zone with your work so you don't feel like a fraud you know you know when you when you're doing work and you're like yeah this is what I'm meant to be doing this is this is where I'm coming into my own this is where I'm being of value and of service and, and I love that and I love that it took someone else to, to to spark that in you to see it you know yeah well, I think once you start a business too, and you say you're doing this one thing, I think it's it's kind of scary to totally shift away from that or 
to fine tune it a little bit. I know you said you've kind of shifted what you offer a little bit too. And I think it's kind of scary to be like, oh, is everyone going to think, you know, what am I going to, am I going to lose all those followers? You know, am I going to lose my audience? I don't know. I think it's a scary thing. And um, so I think I was probably resisting it a little bit internally. You know, I kind of felt like, oh, if I've been saying that I've, I'm this, you know, expert branding person, then why would I stop doing it? Or what about what you've invested in your business so far? Like I had built like a custom from scratch website myself because I was offering web design. Um, and so I'd invested so much time into it and, and I love doing that stuff, but I had, and it was like, oh, okay, well now <laughs> scratch that, you know? <laughs> um, so I think that it's a little scary. So I think, you, I think you're totally right. It's interesting that it took someone else to point it out, but it really was this moment of like, yeah, why am I not doing what I know I'm in? Like, why? Why did I ever not realize that myself? I think it, we said, we spoke about this before we started recording, but um, also kind of how it, a business evolves. Like I was I was sharing with you kind of how, when this goes live, my coaching packages will have changed a little bit. The, they would have gone up. And it's because I, it took me doing my business to find my way in my business. I couldn't have found the clarity that I have now without doing everything I've already done. So I don't regret doing anything now that I wouldn't do again, if that makes sense, because it helped me get to where I am now and it helped me find the clarity that I needed just by doing and so I think um and I think my biggest fear about changing course a little bit I mean my I'm still a creative coach I'm still you know working with people to help them make big things happen online I'm just really really niching in on what I want to do but my biggest fear when I was changing over my packages was that I'd seem flaky on my own ideas and that was it took me about half a day to kind of work through that in my mind like no I'm not flaky I'm not inconsistent I'm just evolving with my business which is kind of an is is necessity is it it's a necessity for growth I think yes I totally agree that's what even in my VA business I mean it has evolved since I started you know when I first started I was offering you know I'll do anything that anyone wants me to for this really low rate and I'll take on anyone who wants me you know and I think that's normal when you're starting out and I would never you know I think go for it it worked for me to be able to do that because like you said I had to start doing it to learn where I can really add the most value because I realized that I am really contributing the most for my clients when I'm helping in a strategic manner, when I'm doing really tech or design related things, you know, I can help them out by helping them with emails and I can help them out with other stuff that's a little bit more just basic admin work. Um, and I have no, I love doing that stuff too. So there's no th nothing against it, but I've figured out my biggest, you know, assets were these other areas that I maybe undervalued before. And it has totally evolved from there. You know, I started off with a lot of clients and I think my initial goal was like, oh, if I just get as many clients as I can, eventually I'll make lots of money and be able to switch over to doing this full time. And I had a moment where I was realizing that that's not the ultimate goal for me. You know, I think some people that's what, if, especially in VA work, like maybe you only want to do VA work and that's awesome. I knew all along I wanted to teach as well. I wanted to have courses and, you know, more quote unquote passive income and, um, I was like, man, to do that, you know, I don't want to be stretching myself with, with a ton of clients because then I won't be able to really add a ton of value either and know them as intimately. And so I really, I sent an email out to all my clients at one point and told them I was changing my packages and it was scary, but thankfully I had my full-time job. And so I knew that even if I, the worst case that I lost them all, I knew I would get new ones who were willing to pay 
my new pack, you know, or who wanted my new packages. And, um, and that was so great, but it, it has evolved. And now I'm, you know, I have strategic calls with my clients like every other week and I really know them and know their businesses and know their goals and am able to support them on just such a higher level and really develop relationships and friendships. And I don't know, it's been an amazing experience and being able to evolve and allowing yourself to evolve um, is so important, I think. I can really relate to everything you just said. Like it's, it's, I love it when someone comes on the show and they say something and it, it makes me realize that all these thought processes that I'm having behind the scenes in my own head a lot of my peers are going through the same thing so that makes that's great because it's like when we start our business we cast our net really wide it's like you know and whereas now that I've done it my net is who I want to serve and how I want to serve them I want it to be really specific and the net is closing and just like you because I want to serve people on a higher level and like you I become friends with the majority of my clients like I like I when when we come to our last engagement like our last call I get emotional because I'm like I'm gonna this person's been in my life every week for you know eight to twelve weeks and I'm gonna and I'm gonna miss them and I think um giving taking being I think bringing the net in and getting really specific so you can serve on a higher level is actually really scary because if something Whenever I've, the recent changes that I'm making to my business, um, it's not because it's not working financially. It's, I'm bringing in the money that I want to bring in. It's because I know that to fulfill my purpose and to really build the business that I want to build, things need to be tweaked a little bit. So it's actually scary to change things that are actually making me money right now. Yeah, when it's work, it's, yeah, I totally agree. That's, you know, in my two, my evolution from doing design to VA, you know, I had a steady stream of clients and I knew I could have gotten more clients. And so it was kind of, I totally relate to that. It was a, a scary moment to just be like, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore, you know, and, and shift from there was a risk, but um, it's completely paid off. And even in my VA, kind of up leveling my packages a little bit to be able to be more strategic, you know, that was another example of just kind of narrowing the net a little bit. And you know, it is scary because I think it is like, oh, what if no one's going to find this valuable, you know, and especially if they found my other thing valuable, you know, what if there's just a risk in that? And it, it is scary. But I think when you do it, even if it, I mean, everyone fails, every, no one's perfect. Not everything works um, the first time or the second time. And I think we have to be able to be okay with the evolution of it because that's where I don't know we talked about this a little bit already but I just think evolving is a part of a business and you're not going to be stagnant in your business probably ever you know even even if you think you are there's going to be some new technology that happens that everyone's doing that you want to start doing and that's going to be an evolution too and even Periscope I think is a causing people to evolve a little bit and be more transparent or even share information on such you know on a free medium that's going to expire you know this isn't really something they can reutilize necessarily and um i think it's just it's all going to constantly evolve definitely and i think i think the evolution and taking that risk it's only how we reach new goals because if i i really believe i really have found if i stand still so does my business and i actually think if we stand still our business can start to go backwards because we need to be moving forward for it to be moving forward and i think yeah evolution is scary and it's and it's and it's you really have to commit a lot of yourself when you're committing to evolving in your business but it's really worth it i find i found and it's um 
I, I feel more in tune with my business when I'm listening to it. It sounds crazy, but when I listen to it and I let it guide me and it's really funny um, at the end of every every single client engagement I have, um, I, I sit down for at least 10 to 20 minutes and I really just self-assess how that call went and what I learned from that client engagement so I can implement those learning, like what I've learned back into my business because I never want to miss out on an opportunity to evolve and grow more in my business, if that makes sense. Oh my gosh, I love that. I need to start doing that. (laughs) Anytime I talk to someone, I should, I feel like I don't do a good job of like journaling or like documenting my, my own process, not my process, but like my, like milestones in my business. You know, I don't, I feel like some people I see blog posts where they'll do reviews of how something went and it's like, man, they documented everything, you know, like how they were feeling at this phase and how it worked and what didn't work. And that's always been an area that I'm like, I, I think I would learn a lot if I did that. So I feel like even just journaling after this, I should do a deep journal session and just write down what I got out of it. <laughs> I, I, I'm really, so I record all of my client sessions to give them a recording. And usually I, uh, obviously there's not enough hours in the day to always be, but I usually listen to recordings when when I want to go back over something we I said with them so I can think of something to create for them throughout the week or even if I want to write up notes and so I actually get to listen to myself back coaching and it's the most I learn so much from that because I mean I pick up on things that I wouldn't and it's so funny because for my clients they pick up on things about themselves that they that they wouldn't have realized until they hear themselves back speaking oh yeah oh I see that so I think self self-assessment and kind of I just I learn so much from paying attention to I think I me and Sarah Morgan in our episode um I'll make it happen we spoke about this like paying attention to the things that seem pointless to pay attention to is is how we learn really great things about ourselves and our business I found oh I need to re-listen to that episode then because I feel like <laughs> I could step it up in that area for sure um yeah I tend to I think especially right now in my business things are um lots is going on like there's a lot going on and it can be hard sometimes to force yourself which you need to, but it can be hard sometimes to like force that time to reflect and like assess what's happening. And I think that's where a lot of, once you have so much going, this ball is just kind of rolling and all of a sudden you're just like trying to keep up and you're not even giving yourself time to like decide if you even enjoy what's happening anymore. Yeah. You know what? It's so funny. I think, I think that's why I love my job as a coach. One of my clients, um, she, she we, we finished our coaching engagement the other week and she gave me some feedback and she was like, the best part was that for an hour a week, I got to talk about my business and I got to reflect on my blog and my online presence. And she was like, there's no time for that outside of working with you. And she was like, that in itself was so powerful that she crafted out time to focus on her and her goals. And, it, and that's what made me think, I need to cra- always be crafting out time for me and taking care of me and and just spending some time thinking about things instead of always doing you know oh I love that well I think that's gosh I mean that's so true because I think even now like even for me taking that thinking about myself here um you know it's you never get time to talk to anyone really about your own business because you don't want to annoy your loved ones or your friends (laughs) you know I know for me like I'll talk about it but I can tell there's like Okay, well, we're not going to really analyze like how successful something was or not because they don't, they don't do this, so they don't know yeah, they how don't to really it. even assess it. Yeah, exactly. And so, I do think that's so important, and that's why I love, I love when you have a coach or a mentor or even a mastermind session or something where you can have at least one person or a group of people that you are able to 
like you're allowed to talk about it for that long, you know, just to feel like you can just ask, you know, spit out everything you're thinking and ideas and brainstorm and vent and question things. And I think, I think that's so crucial. And I feel oh, like I need, yeah. I used to have, uh, cause I used to have like a mastermind session I was a part of. And then, um, I didn't. And now I feel like I kind of talk about my business with my clients, but then in the end, um, you know, it's their business that we're working on. So we don't really talk about it too much. Um, so I feel like maybe, maybe I should hire you as my coach. <laughs> I might need to get a new coach just so that I, cause I was like, man, that would be nice just to like talk about my business for a while every, every now and then. I don't know if you're, 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 you're engaged, aren't you, your fiance? Yeah, um, yeah, I just got engaged a few weeks ago. <gasps> oh, that's, I'm, okay, I'm gonna go off on a tangent here, I hope, no, we'll, we'll give it two minutes, please tell me your engagement story, I really want to hear your engagement story. Oh my story. gosh, well, we were on a family beach trip with my family, um, I have two older sisters, and um, everyone lives in different places, so we don't always see each other very often, so we were doing like a dedicated, you know, summer beach trip, and um, I'm my fiance came with us, of course. We've been together five and a half years, so he's he knows my family very well. <laughs> so he came with us on the trip, and uh, we were doing family photos. Um, we don't, we've never done like family. We're just not a family that has done a lot of like professional photography sessions uh, since I think the last one was when I was like six or eight, <laughs> um, which is a while ago. So we wanted to document kind of this time in our lives. And so we were all dressed up and nice and ready for the pictures. And um, Johnny, that's my fiance, he said, hey, let's go take a walk on the beach. And um, I was like kind of curious why we would do that before pictures because I don't want to get like sweaty or, <laughs> you know, my face melt off or anything. So, but I was like, sure, why not? So we go, we had a few, we had some time to kill. So walking along the beach and just all of a sudden, you know, we were kind of talking and, um, I could maybe tell maybe something was going to happen and eventually he got on his knee and asked and um, <laughs> there were people in the beach houses right around us started cheering and my family started cheering from our house and um, it was really sweet. It was so special and then we got to take pictures afterwards so we kind of had our own little mini engagement photo session too where they make you do awkward poses and <laughs> and then somehow it looks good in a picture. Um, so it was just fun. It was special for my my family to be there since I again don't see them very often and won't see them again for a few more months. So was, I'm such a girl. Story. I'm welling up right now because <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was sweet, and he did it early in the trip too. So I got to kind of have the rest of the trip to talk about, look at wedding magazines, and talk about what what we think. You know, at first you have no idea, but like instantly people are like, "Oh, where are you going to do it? When? What colors?" Who's a bridesmaid? It's like I don't know anything yet. Um, I just happened, but it was it was really fun and um, it was really special. Well, I hope everyone listening doesn't mind us taking that tangent yeah. <laughs> because I I love that. That's my favorite conversation of the podcast so far. Oh, good. <laughs> no, I, I I we're actually still only in the intro bit of what we we're going to talk about today. So we have got some we've got some really That's great some stuff to make Yeah. So the first thing I kind of we've talked about a lot side hustlers, and I mean you're doing it. You're live. You're not just talking about it. You're living it every single day, and um and it's amazing to see how much you're doing. I love it, and I I guess I just wanted to know. For everyone listening who is a side hustler, what would what what have you learned about? Uh, this is going to be like the lamest rhyming I've ever done, but surviving and thriving when you're running a business alongside a day job. Like, what what have you learned about that? What would for anyone listening, like, what would your biggest advice be for them? Gosh, well, I we may have touched on this a little bit, but I think um, 
planning ahead, it, you know, as lame of an advice that is, <laughs> I think it is just the only way you can really do it successfully and still feel like a well-rounded person who has a social life and takes care of themselves. Um, that's for me, at least. I know that at the beginning of the week, I really have to I have to look at the week ahead and maybe I don't have to know exactly what tasks I'm doing each day. You know, I'm not saying you have to go that intense, but knowing what days you're going to do client work, what days you're going to work on your own business, what what evenings you have social stuff you want to do or take a break. You know, for me, typically Friday nights are always, always fun. You know, I'm not going to do anything after work on Friday. And then Saturday evening, I'm probably doing something fun too, but I have the whole rest of the day. Um, and so I think for me, the best way to do it is to look ahead for the week and kind of block out those days ahead of time. Because that way, if something comes up and a client or a prospect is like, hey, can we talk on Wednesday? And if you have nothing planned, you might think that that's fine. But if you know that Wednesday is for client work already that has to get done before Thursday because you have something fun to do Thursday, you know, you can say, no, I'm sorry, I, I can't, let's do another week, you know, or something like that. So I think you have to be strategic and you have with your time and where you're going to allow your time to be spent. Um, you have to say no to things and that goes personally and in business, you know, you need to really, unless you want to drive yourself crazy, <laughs> I feel like as a side hustler, you have to be able to be okay with saying no to new prospective clients. I think there's a difference maybe between like a once in a lifetime opportunity and, and those maybe I'm not including in this, but I do think that if you know you're maxed out, if you're kind of stressed and you're pushing it already, you know, you really have to be able to have the confidence to say, to say no. Or, or to reevaluate and maybe something else gives if you really want to accommodate it. But, um, and saying, saying no to social events. Unfortunately, my friends, my friends know all about my business and they know maybe I can't go lay out at the pool Saturday during the day because I've got to work on my business. But honestly, they really, I think, at least respect that. And I think that they are proud of what I'm doing and they ask me about it all the time. So I feel like if, if you just let people in on that and, you don't have to make an excuse. You know, you can just be honest. I think, I think you'll actually find a support system. And, and I think that's one of the other things. I was kind of going to talk more about just being strategic with your time. But I think having a support system for any business owner, but specifically for a side hustler, is just huge. Because you are going to have people. I know for me, I love my parents. They love me. But they don't really, they've not necessarily always understood why I was doing this to myself. Like, why would I spend my 20s working so hard in addition <laughs> to a full-time job, you know, because they're like, you're so young, you should enjoy it. And I appreciate that for sure. But I know for me, this is the perfect time to do it. So I think having biz friends who are business owners too has been totally life-changing to have that support, to be able to talk to them about maybe having late nights sometimes or pushing yourself in new areas and having someone who's not questioning why you're doing it, you know, or trying to just you know, I, so to me, having that support system is huge, too. And, and that is people in your life who support your business, as well as, I think, peers who also have businesses um, who, who can support you from that angle, too. I think also, like, everything you said, as a, as a full-time business owner, I can really, 
I mean, the, the what you're saying about setting boundaries with your time, I, I was talking about this before we started recording. It's like, I need to do that so much. And also yeah, kind of... smart for everyone. Yeah, and, and um, I really related to what you said about your friends because not none of... My, some of my friends are kind of creatives, but a lot of them have day jobs. None of them are kind of a full-time business owner. And um, they really... I mean, they hang out a lot more without me there because... I just don't have the same kind of schedule and free time that they do, but they never make me pay for it, if that makes sense. Like, they they just get the, like, Jen's busy, we're proud of her, um, just let us know when you're free, and, you know, and, and I think um, having the right people around you is key, and... and and you need people around you who are, who aren't also business owners because they remind you that the whole world doesn't revolve around yes. being a... But those yes. business friends, like like if my like my internet friends, as my family like to call them, <laughs> but like, they keep me going. Like being able to Skype a fellow create like digital creative entrepreneur is how I don't feel so alone in this. Is it the same for you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, on two things there, I think I think my fiance plays the role of like there's a life outside of your computer yeah. <laughs> um, in the like, let's go out to eat or let's go. Cause you know, you have to eat. So you might as well <laughs> go, go out for food. But um, I think they think that's so important too, because I think it's really easy, especially when you do, when you love what you do, I think it's really easy to be like a workaholic. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. Cause I do that. Um, but at the same time, you're going to burn out if you are only in that mode. And so I think you definitely need people supporting you and encouraging you to go out and take a break or give yourself a rest or go see a movie, even if it's just a few hours, you know, which you can usually spare a few hours. Um, and then just when what you're saying with kind of the support system from other business owners, oh yeah, that's huge. Even just talking to friends or clients or just people I meet on Twitter, you know, anything like that, just being able to connect and have that relationship is just huge. I mean, there's so many things, even doing this webinar that I did yesterday, you know, I wouldn't have felt like I could do that if I hadn't had the support of other business owners being like, oh my gosh, yeah, you can totally do this. This is how I did it. You know, being able to have that is so, it kind of pushes you forward more too, because I think you feel more confident in it because you've seen your friends do it, you know, and you know, you can do it too. And no one gets as excited for the lame things that we get excited about yes. as other business owners. <laughs> I know. Like, like I don't think I don't think my friends even know what Periscope is. But um, but like oh and it's and I love being able to talk shop with business. Yes. I mean you ha- you have to kind of get to that place in a friendship with someone, but the friends who I can really just straight up say like this is my goals for the month or this is what I'm struggling with or that I cherish that so much. And I think um, I, I actually sometimes wonder if I'm doing this podcast as like a, as like a, a content tool or if I'm just doing it as a way to make new friends. Because <laughs> it's both. A, I think both. Yeah, both. Like it's been, it, it's amazing. Like this is a Sunday, it's 20 to nine here in the UK as we're recording this. And I was just thinking to myself then, I was like, this is the perfect way to end my week. Like talking to someone who I've been stalking on Twitter for weeks now. <laughs> and just like, um, yeah, having people around us to move, push us forward. And, and then also to have the privilege of being that person for them too, I think is... Um, yes. That's a, and I and the next the next thing I'm moving on to is um actually it comes from a, a, a friend that so for I I've been watching Megan for a while not like a stalker I've been seeing what you get up to <laughs> I love what you do you it's okay it's mutual <laughs> and one of one of our close friends Mariah she was actually talking to me about you recently and telling me how you're so organized and she calls you a unicorn doesn't she <laughs> <laughs> yeah she loves to call me a unicorn <laughs> anytime I pop on her periscopes live if I make it she 
she kind of embarrasses me by shouting out that I'm a unicorn, but I love it. I mean, good embarrassment, but it's always there's fun. worse things to be well. There's yeah, worse things, there's to, worse be things to be called than a unicorn, so I'm I'm all about it. So if Mariah hears this, like, don't stop calling me a unicorn. I said I was embarrassed. <laughs> And and she kind of touched on, like, I guess the thing I wanted to kind of pick your brain on today was tools that you recommend for both side hustlers and full-time business owners for kind of staying on top of everything and building systems that work. Now, I am a web tool and app fanatic, oh, but great. I'm kind, I've kind of got, like, tool ADD. Like, <laughs> I will kind of, like, I mean, I have my core tools, like Evernote. I said this on last week's podcast episode, Evernote's my best friend, couldn't live without it. But uh, I admire people who are so systematic with their tools. So I guess I'd love to know your top tools that you think everyone should have and kind of some ideas around building systems that work instead of building systems that just look fancy, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that's that's a big one. So I think with the first part, with tools that I think everyone needs, before I get into like specific examples of certain tools, I think in general, everyone, yeah, like you said, side hustler, full-time, anyone in business, you need you need a project management system and you need a scheduling system. I think those two things have the most impact and save you the most time, save you the most headache, and have just the biggest impact on your your business. And there are definitely some others that I'll talk about, but I think my two favorite for each of those, for project management system, I love Asana. That's A-S-A-N-A. And um, it's a free tool, so you don't have to pay anything unless you have more than 15 people that you're collaborating with or um, if you need like certain privacy restrictions on certain projects. So uh, pretty much everyone just needs the free version. And I actually have each of my clients gets their own Asana workspace. So you can keep it really separate that way too. And no one's paying a dime for it. But so I use it for my own business, just my editorial calendars on there, even ideas for blog posts. I keep just like the snapshot of it there. I have all of my systems documented in there. I have day-to-day tasks, you know, in there. You can do recurring tasks, all this stuff. So I love Asana. It's where I manage projects. It's where I manage tasks. And it's kind of what I, when I know I need to work on my business, that's where I go to see what I need to do. And that's where my clients assign me tasks for them. And we talk about their business in there too. So um, it has been huge in my business. And I'm, I kind of relate to your systems ADD a little bit. I Nothing gives me more joy than testing a new system <laughs> or a new tool. Like I just, even this week, is you know, I was, a few new ones crossed my eye. And I was like, oh, I haven't heard of those. Like I must research them and find out <laughs> everything about them. Uh, but Asana is just my favorite project management system. And and again, because it's free, I think that's just so big for people who are starting off, um, especially. And then my favorite scheduling tool. So just in case anyone's not familiar with scheduling tools, there's a bunch of options out there. For me, the biggest, the biggest thing is when you're scheduling time to talk to anyone, whether that's an existing client, a prospective client, a peer, you know, someone you want to be friends with, anything like that. Instead of emailing back and forth availability, you can just send them a link that'll take them to a a scheduling app where they can see when you're available and just pick the times that work for them. So it's really going to save a lot of back and forth and it's going to allow the other person to pick the perfect time for them when you've already kind of narrowed down the options. So I think it just really is the best thing. It's going to have a huge impact and it it impresses your clients. I mean, I've had a lot of prospects that as soon as I send that, they're like, wow, I need that. You know, like that's so, that's so great. And and I think now Gmail has, there's a few like 
plugins for Gmail now that you can do that too. I use Calendly and it's just a web app and that's like calendar but instead of AR at the end it's just a Y. Um, and I love it. I use the free version. I just have one time slot that's 30 minutes and it syncs with my Google Calendar seamlessly. So anytime I kind of set parameters like oh I'll accept meetings between whatever 8 a.m. and you know, 8 p.m. Obviously, I'm working during those days, so I block those times out. Anyways, it's really versatile, and it's just going to save you a ton of time. And if you're block scheduling, like we talked about, maybe you only take calls on Tuesdays. You know, it's going to, you can only make, you can make that where that's the only time that's available. And then when you send it to your clients or your prospects, they can just pick the time that works for you. So then the paid version is really great. I should probably invest in that already, but I just like to pinch pennies where I can. Uh, so it's pretty so affordable I too, I think. Yeah, Cal I think it's Calendly. not it's not bad. But so if you had different versions, like maybe you have one that's called client, you know, existing client calls, and those are on certain days, and you could have like prospective calls, and that could be on other days. So there's a lot of of good value there. And then just shout outs to some of my other favorite tools. I think I love LastPass. It's uh, you may have heard of like Password One. It's another option out there. It's just a password oh, management yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy amazing. I love it. I'm addicted to it now because um, I am. Um, so LastPass is what I use. And I love it, especially as a virtual assistant or someone who needs access to things of my clients because I think designers will do this too. I think if you're accessing someone else's login information, it can be kind of scary for that person to feel that vulnerable. And LastPass allows my clients to share, to give me access to log in to their stuff without actually revealing the password to me because it's, um, it's got, a, like I use Chrome, so it has a Chrome plugin, for example. So when I go to Twitter, there's a little star in the login information now, and I can click it and log into my own Twitter account, or I can log into my client's Twitter accounts that they've given me permission to. So I click it, and it automatically logs me in. So I don't even know their password. If they ever change their password, it'll update in the system for them. And they, can, so clever. and they can so clever. access. So like if, <laughs> if we stop working together or our project in project ends, they can revoke the access and I no longer have it. So I think it just puts so much power, you know, nowadays security is so important too. So I love it for making my clients feel comfortable and secure with sharing passwords. But I also love it for me because I have so many passwords that I love just being able to click it and automatically log in. Um, to all of my different websites without having to struggle to remember a password. <laughs> and that sounds like an awesome tool. My boyfriend definitely uses one password or something. Oh, that's get, what it is, yeah. I get so annoyed because when I want to use his laptop to do something but log into my things, I get so annoyed because he tries <laughs> and makes me log in with, and I and, and he wants me, he gets so frustrated when he sees me there logging into different accounts with different passwords and he's like, just get one password. But I'm like, no. <laughs> But, um... do it. Yeah, I know. That's, it's, so I've loved having a password management system. It's it's huge. And then I think um, documents, you want to keep all of your documents organized and easy to access. I, I kind of use a hybrid right now. I should probably fine tune this a little bit more. Dropbox is where I keep, I have, I have a lot of heavy design files. I have a lot of really heavy files. And Dropbox is kind of my main, my main space. I have all of my personal stuff on there. I have all of my core business files are on there. 
but I actually have a lot of clients that use um, Google Docs instead. So I really love Google Drive. Like I, I love the collaboration it allows. So I kind of have a little hybrid set up right now, but I think Google Drive is really great for documents that need to be collaborated on or shared between a bunch of people. And I feel like Dropbox is where you can just store things that you need to have access to. Um, that are yeah, we have static. a really similar. Yeah, we have a really similar system actually. Um, I use Dropbox. Me and my boyfriend use that for like when we're starting out the podcast and everything. Whereas with my clients, any of my clients listening will know how much I love Google Drive and sending them ho- sending them homework via Google Drive and kind of um, I love how simple Google Docs are and I love how accessible it is for even people who aren't very who aren't very comfortable with technology because like a cool a cool co working space tool sounds great but for someone who doesn't isn't used to it it could actually quite intimidate them so I think something a Dropbox it took me a long time to get into Dropbox I hate I hated dragging things over into my Dropbox file and I I got really now I'm converted a little bit because I'm paying for it every month so I might as well use it but (laughs) I I can imagine for designers that it's it's an amazing resource but no Google if people Google apps for work is like three pounds a month and I get my you know like email domain and I get all my Google Drive access and I love it so if you, if someone isn't signed up if you're not signed up for that that's the if someone was starting a business and they were like oh what's one thing I should invest in I have two things Google Doc like like your Google Apps account and Squarespace yeah oh I totally agree I think especially what you said about getting your own email address with your own domain name and doing that through Gmail is just so much easier than trying to do that through some other platform and um yeah I totally agree and then I think the last system I wanted to touch on too was or is uh 17 hats so I love it I there has a ton of features I admittedly don't use all of them to the fullest potential but it's been worth every penny for the contract management and the invoicing management that I do so when I onboard a new client you know a lot of times you have to you know agree tell them your options and you kind of go back and forth and agree on a price and then you have to like send them the invoice from one system and then you have to send them a contract from another system and then there's kind of like a lot going on right there and what I do with 17 hats is that I have each client or the prospective client has their own you know contact profile in 17 hats and so I can it actually tracks all of the emails too because it syncs with Gmail so I can view all of our emails back and forth there I can add notes put in their birthday anything like that and what I can do is send them one email that's gonna link them to a quote so they can choose between my certain options maybe if I didn't get like a firm commitment on a certain hour package that they wanted they can get a one page will have three tabs on it hard to explain I guess without seeing it but one tab will be the quote so they have to choose their package and they accept it and immediately the next tab opens up which is the contract and they sign it right in there and then the third tab is the invoice and they pay it right there so it's just so nice because it's so easy all of my clients who have done it have been they say they loved it because it was just so simple and they're just getting one email with one link and then at the end of it they get one email with one link that you know shows them the final copy of everything so I think it's really good. And I like 17 hats a lot too because they're always adding new features. Um, they have a ton of other stuff. You can do bookkeeping. You can do workflows. You can have like automated tasks pop up. It's pretty intense. Um, very versatile. I think a lot of photographers use it too. Um, 
and I, they're always rolling out new things. So there, there's this huge forum where you can submit ideas and people vote on them. And the developers actually go on and say, hey, we're working on this right now. Or like, this is coming out this week. And they'll announce like new features that they have coming up. So I really like it for just the client onboarding has been really awesome. Definitely. I, yeah, no, I can really relate. I usually, I mean, anyone who's worked with me in the past will know that my client process is, was quite simple. It was kind of like back and forth emails and then a PayPal invoice. But I've recently moved over to Satori app, which is a, which is kind of 17 hats, but just for coaches. And you can do the whole payment, invoicing, contract, um, questionnaires, the whole client scheduling sessions, um, all within one place. And the client the client experience is so nice. It's so seamless. They know what's happening at all times. They can control their session scheduling. They can see when they're, if um, if you like a client's paying different installments instead of all in one go, they can see when their invoices are due. I think investing in a client, that kind of client management tool, it makes it your job a lot easier and it makes it so much nicer for your clients because I think I really believe in creating a client process that makes them see how spe- how much you value them as a client and having something that doesn't set make so I, when I first started I used to send the contract and the Q&A in a document for them to send back to me and I look back now and I'm like Jen what were you doing yeah <laughs> but, oh I think that's so I mean even web designers now I feel like so many of them send you a you know a PDF to fill out or something like that and it can just add a lot of labor to your clients work because then they have to like fill it out electronically or if they fill it out by hand then they have to scan it scan you know it. and no one wants to and I'm no, and then no I was like no and then I was using like Typeform. I was using I was thinking of getting investing in HelloSign and investing in Calendly and I was going to invest in all these different tools and I was like then I found Satori app because and then I was like wait a minute this is a this is a client management tool for coaches I'd be crazy not to invest in this. yeah that's awesome and that's I think as I love kind of tools that do multiple things instead of having to have so many separate tools. So anyways, th- that's my tool spiel. Those are my, my favorite tools. And that the Satori app you said sounds awesome for coaches. I, I don't know too much about that app personally. So I, I'm probably going to Google it once we get off. <laughs> yeah, th- no, we will. Pu- I'll put a link to everything we've mentioned in the show notes because um, I, I love this little conversation. Actually, I love talking about apps and web tools. And I guess the next thing that I wanted to kind of dig into together, well, really pick your brain again, is um, is you're, so you're a virtual assistant. You're way more than a virtual assistant. But at, at your core, it's kind of if someone said, what do you do? You'd probably say VA. And I think um, virtual assistants are such a it's such a, to me, it's such a fascinating job especially like a I just think I just I just love the the organize the the skill behind it like you said at the very beginning of you're so organized and it feeds into the job and I guess for anyone listening who kind of feels like maybe that's what they would be good at but they're a bit overwhelmed at the thought of going into it because I don't think there's as much information out there for VAs in the creative entrepreneur community as there is for maybe designers and coaches and consultants and um kind of what do you think it takes to be an awesome VA? And then where would you kind of, how, what would you encourage anyone who thinks that they have what it takes to be an awesome VA? Okay, yeah, great, great question. So, and I agree, because when I decided that I wanted to kind of try to be a VA, it was kind of, the information was sparse. And, and even a lot of the websites out there I found, honestly, I didn't feel like they were reliable or trustworthy. You know, as, as a person who loves good design, I think it was hard for me to look past, like, clunky bad design <laughs> bad design yeah I hate to say it um but I, I found that to be difficult too I was lucky that I kind of connected with a, 
really incredible VA or she's an OBM or an online business manager. And she kind of advised me a little bit on how to get started. So that helped. But I'd say from personal experience and from my journey, I think the most important thing is if you think you want to do virtual assistant work is before you do anything, figure out what your strengths are. Because I think, um, and I started out, well, I didn't necessarily do that myself. I knew kind of what my strengths were. I knew that it was technology and organization and project management. But I definitely, when I started, offered everything. You know, I'll do anything you need. Just hire me. Um, <laughs> and I think that's totally normal. And I would never say that there's anything wrong with that. I was trying to get my foot in the door. I was charging kind of the low end of what the market offers. I mean, I wasn't doing like $5 an hour because that's really more of when you're outsourcing internationally, I feel like you can get that rate. I was doing higher than that, but it was certainly below what a lot of established VAs offer. And I did that by design because I wanted to see if I liked it. I wanted to have a few clients and, and see, like you had talked about a little bit, I had to test it out to know if I wanted to do it. If I had to test it out to know what I liked doing. And I, at the time, didn't know. so by testing everything out, I did figure out where I was providing the most value and that was huge. So I would say if you want to avoid that learning curve, <laughs> you could always, you know, figure out what your strengths are ahead of time and kind of focus it there at first. But I really found that once I decided to do it, I kind of established what what systems I found that it's really helpful to say these are the systems I'm familiar with. These are the systems I've worked with. And by saying that I've worked with WordPress, I've worked with Squarespace, I've worked with these emailing tools and these design tools. And by laying it out like that, it allowed people to have a much clearer picture of how I could actually help them in their current state versus just saying that I do graphic design. It seemed to have a lot, a much larger impact. And so I actually just joined, you know, I'm not a part of any like VA organizations or anything. So I just joined some Facebook groups uh, that I was already a part of. And a lot of them have like files where people will put in their information. And uh, I found just a few, some of these were really large groups. And I just found some VA files that I could put my website and my email and what I do in there and my rate. And I instantly got referrals. And it was really amazing um, just to instantly kind of have prospective clients who liked my website. You know, I think the website, especially when you're just starting, is it's your first impression. And if you say you can do graphic design as a VA, you, you need to make sure your website shows that you can. Um, but it was really, it was a lot easier than I thought it would be. And not that the journey was easy, but I think like getting prospects was easier than I thought it would be because I was able to present a good website. I was able to present the systems I use and I was had access to a large number of people from different Facebook groups. So um, I just put that out there and started working with a bunch of clients. And, um, you know, I think to be a good VA at the heart of it, no matter what focus you have or what you specialize in, I think you have to be organized because you're managing I think anyone with clients has to be organized because you're just managing other people's part of their business. And um, that's huge. It's hard for people to let go. If someone's going to hire you to be a part of their team or their business, I mean, they're really taking a risk with you. And so you need to make sure that you're organized and that you're 
up to the task of staying on top of what they want you to do. And no one's perfect. I mean, you might something might slip through the cracks. Most people understand, but I think you need to feel that you are an organized person to be a successful VA. Just honestly, I feel like if you're a disorganized person in and I don't mean like your workspace is clean, organized, more just the mentality of staying on top of your own stuff. I think I think that's vital. And then beyond that, you have to be helpful. I think, I don't know, there's probably a better word for that, but you are working on someone else's business. Like, yes, they're paying you to do it and that's your business, but you are doing something for someone else. You, you're probably signing in your contract that like, you don't take credit for anything that you do. Like, you're not going to be able to put it on your portfolio unless they tell you it's okay. You know, you are really building things for them to say that they did. And a lot of clients are awesome and give you credit. You know, my clients are so amazing and love giving shout outs to me. But in the end, you know, it's their business and you're on their team. And so I think you have to want to be in that position. And and it's a great, I love it. I think it's so fun being a part of a business and helping it grow and seeing it be successful and profitable is so fun. You know, you're in it together. And I love that. But I think you have to put the focus on them. You know, to me, my business is important and, and I definitely love spending time on it, but client work trumps everything else. And there's a balance there. That's where block scheduling comes in. But if it's one night where I have client work and my own stuff and it's at the same level and they need it tonight, I mean, honestly, you kind of have to do client work because that's your client. They've paid you, you know, it kind of, and it has to trump your own stuff in certain situations. And, um, I think some people disagree with that a little bit, but I think when you're a virtual assistant, um, people are relying on you for their own business and you don't want to let them down. And that's why scheduling is important so that you're never in a crunch <laughs> so that you do it ahead of time. But, um, cause usually that's not an issue, but, um, and then I think just lastly being self-aware because you want to be able to evaluate how you're helping and how you're not, because you'll have clients once they like you and they want to work with you, they're going to offer you you know, expand your role. Like, hey, what about this? What about that? Have you ever worked on this? And if you're just going to say yes to everything, eventually you're going to probably disappoint them if you've never done that before. You know, you should always be honest and, you know, and it can be scary because you're worried maybe they won't work with you anymore. But I think if someone says, have you ever, like someone asked me, you know, oh, have you ever done Facebook ads? And it was like, I'll be honest, no. But I know I can, I've done images for them and I, feel that it's something I've always wanted to learn. So if you would like for me to try, I would love to. If you want someone who's an expert at it, that's not me. And I think they always appreciate that because they want to get the bang for their buck. And if it's something that's Facebook ads or anything else that's so important to them, they want to know if you're the person that can actually deliver or not. And you don't want to say you can and you've never done it before. So even when I was first starting out and I was almost all of my work was like, oh, well, it's the first time I'm doing it for someone else. You know, um, most people, I mean, I never had that be an issue. They just liked that I was upfront with them. So I think being self-aware in that manner and being honest about it, but also self-aware, like when we talked about evolving and allowing your business to grow and shift and pivot a little bit, you need to be able as a VA to see what areas you're adding the most value so that you can start to eventually specialize in those things, whether that's a certain industry of clients. Like maybe you want to be VA just for health and wellness coaches, or maybe you want to help any online business owner, but only when it comes to, you know, websites and design work or something like that. So I think to be a happy 
a thriving VA. <laughs> I think those things are just really important. I love that. I love everything you just, I love your approach to client work. I love when you said like, um, you show up for them sometimes first, like they come. And I think I, what, I, what I was thinking when you said that was like, it's because you end up caring about, I feel like obviously what we do is very different. But when you said like, um, like we're behind the scenes, I feel like a coach and a VA is kind of the silent help behind the scenes. And no one, I mean, um, and I don't want my clients to have to give me credit because they wouldn't make it happen if it wasn't for them. I'm just, I've said this before on the podcast, I'm just a tunnel. I'm just there to help them get to where they want to be. And um, and I I think it's a real, I don't know if you can relate to this, I'm sure you can, but um, it's like a privilege to do the jobs that we do because we get to help people make amazing things happen. And um, and I'm like you, I mean, I, I get so invested in my clients' journeys and, and I mean, um, my clients become like lifelong friends and I think, um, yeah, like you, you it's not, it doesn't even feel like a chore. It's like you get excited to be of service to them. Yeah. Well, and that's what's so, so great too. I'm like you said, privilege, I think is a great word for it because I have some of my clients are, I mean, all of them are impressive without a doubt, but if some of them are so successful, I mean, big names, I'm not saying that to that. Oh, I have big name clients, but I just mean like they're <laughs> they are very very good at what they do, and they have very large followings. And the fact that you know they had all of the VAs in the world to choose from, and they chose me is like I'm honored. Like wow, you know I'm starstruck a little bit. Like um, and then to be on the inside of their business, I mean, you have to sign usually non disclosure agreements and all this kind of stuff just because they have a valuable business. That's an asset, and they need to protect it. And then once you are on the inside and developing that relationship, man, you learn so much just because, you know, even as a business owner who's probably, you know, who's still like new in her journey, I would say overall, over like my life, this is still the beginning phase. Um, I'm learning so much just from being on the inside of their business and just from helping them do stuff and seeing how they do certain things already and getting that mentality and that energy off of them it's huge. I mean, it's, and you care about it. That's the thing is it's like, these people are so successful. And even if I'm just like scheduling social media posts, promoting their webinar or their new product, and then I'm tweeting about it or, or helping them actually do the logistical execution of it just to be a part of it and then see it be a hit is so exciting. And to kind of know about it beforehand and see the way they approach it and how they do it is, it's just so great on so many different levels. You're, you're learning a lot as a, fellow business owner about what it takes to do this at that level. And you're also learning, um, you know, gosh, I could go on and on. I don't, I don't want to keep us going too long, but you're just learning so much and you're, you're just excited. Like I get proud of my clients, you know, not that they need me being like proud of them, but I, I am excited for them and their wins are my wins. And, and that's just such a neat and unique opportunity to be a part of, I think. I'm sitting here smiling and nodding along because I get everything you're saying and yet no um I I maybe maybe I feel like it's my it's when you we go back to exactly what you said at the beginning and coming into your zone and doing what you're meant to be doing and I feel like both of us can probably relate to that we're serving the people we're meant to be serving right now and yeah no I love that this has been this has been a privilege having you on the show Megan because well, it's thank been you. it's been a privilege <laughs> to be on your show this is I, again I'm a huge fan I listen to it every week um every time you have a new podcast out and so I'm honored Aww. to be here 
well to well you'll so you'll know what's coming then we have two questions yeah. that we end we that we end every i, I definitely with. went back and listened to the end of one of your previous podcasts just to make sure because i knew you asked certain questions and i was like i want to make sure i know what they are <laughs> so that i'm not like totally surprised also if anyone's got really great ears then you would have heard my cat meowing in the background i think she <laughs> wants attention so <laughs> i'm surprised my dog hasn't started barking yet that that usually happens when i'm on call so <laughs> pleasant surprise <laughs> so so Megan what is your best advice and I and, and I want to get super specific with this one I want your best advice for side hustlers who are working super hard right now to make big things happen what would be your best advice for them oh gosh um there's so many things I think a lot of what we've talked about plays into some of this too um I'd say number one when you're side hustling this is you know I hope this isn't a let down but I think you have to believe in yourself I mean above all else you can have the support system around you and you can have all the information at your fingertips. But if you're not confident in your ability to do this, you know, no one can make you do it. You know, you have to be just like you were almost saying with your clients, how you're the tunnel, but they have to do it. I think when you're a side hustler, you know, you can't be, you can't just be sad for yourself that you have a full-time job during the day if you don't like it. You know, I think it's really easy to just like lament about your situation, but I think you have to believe that you can do this and hopefully you have a job that you love too. But I do think it's kind of common for some people not to. So I think you have to just, above all else, you have to believe in yourself and know that you can do this and, and get excited about it. And I think I was going to talk a lot here about having a good support system, but we already talked about that. Um, so I think, you know, I'm, I don't want to reiterate all of that, but I think um, I kind of had three things prepared and we can get more specific on some of them if you want, but it was believe in yourself, which we talked about. It was surround yourself with a good support system, both non-business owners and business owners. And then the last one was schedule time for fun. Like even if it's just one a dinner Friday night and the rest of the week you have to work just because maybe you're launching or you've got something big going on, you, you need to have something to look forward to. And that's my, even for me, I love movies. So like going to a movie on the weekend is just my favorite, favorite indulgence because you're just entertained. Like you're sitting there, you're doing nothing. You're just entertained. And it's such a great mindless thing to do too. Um, so I totally, it's like my relaxing space. It's like just watching a movie. Um, so, you know, when I, when I know I have like a movie date planned for Sunday night or something, it's, it makes everything else worth it. Like I know I'm working hard so that I can go do that, you know, and anytime I feel like bummed that I'm missing out on something else that may be happening, I know that I'm still doing that other fun thing. So even if you aren't to that extreme, even if you do a bunch of fun stuff all the time, I think you need to schedule it in to accommodate everything else and to make life fun. I mean, you don't, you know, I don't want to get too deep here, but I mean, you never know when it could be your last day and you don't want to always feel miserable. You know, you want to have, you want to enjoy your life. And I think you just have to evaluate how it can all fit together. And I think having fun and enjoying your life is important. Oh, I could not agree more. And I also couldn't agree more with scheduling fun because I, yesterday, I, I'm embarrassed to say this, yesterday was my first day off in two weeks. That's it's not good Jen <laughs> no it was and, and I I today I feel really uh, when I jumped on this call with Megan she was like how's your day been and I was like yeah I'm in, I'm in bed I'm really tired 
<laughs> and yesterday um we spent some time in the day with my boyfriend's family and then in the evening we just randomly with two of our best friends we just went to ikea and we spent two hours just like four grown-ups running it. around like just in ikea like and i had the most mindless fun i've had in weeks and i needed it and i think um but if i don't put fun into my schedule i will always find a reason to work and it's not good because I'm not taking care of my business if I'm not, if I'm always working, I'm not taking care of my relationship, which I'm sure you can probably, I'm working so hard to build a life for myself and my boyfriend together. Yes, so why would exactly. I not enjoy my life? Yeah. So it's, um, and it's, and so yes, scheduling fun and scheduling self-care. So it's, um, I mean, I haven't worked out. I mean, this is why I had to go and buy a jeans to size up the other day because <laughs> I haven't worked out. I mean, scheduling self-care and scheduling fun is how we, is how we be professional. I think it's a huge part of taking care of ourselves as business owners in that um, we got, we got to enjoy our life and we got, what's the point in building a a, a dream if we're not going to enjoy it along the way is my mindset. Yeah, I totally agree. And about the self-care stuff, I, I mean, not that I do it every day, but if I don't work out before work, I I just won't be able to fit it in. Because when I come home from work, I know I need to be working on my client work or business and then you know maybe I'll squeeze in something on the weekend but that's where it's like the morning workout becomes important because I know well if I don't do it now I'm not gonna do it <laughs> ever and not that I definitely have moments where I stayed up too late the night before and sleep in uh, so not not saying that I do it perfectly but I think it's it's definitely crucial I think self-care is something like right now when I'm launching a course of my own and clients have stuff launching I think it's you know, self-care gets a little harder. You know, you stay up a little later and you, then you're tired in the morning and, you know, you have so much to do. And so, and there are definitely, I think there's peaks and valleys with it. I think when you're launching and a client's launching, I mean, you're, you're going to have to say no to social stuff more often and you're going to have to work a little harder and more efficiently than, than other times, but they're not constant. And so I think that that's where it's like, you're kind of launch, you know, people say that all the time, but you're like launching, you know, so you're going to be pushing yourself a little bit harder. Um, but I think, I think scheduling fun, that's why like the Friday night is just so easy. That'll be like, usually that's only my only day where I don't work at all because I mean, I have my full-time job, but where I don't work on my business because it's just, man, you want to enjoy a Friday. Like who wants to like, I mean, I've done it before I've worked on a Friday night. Like I think this Friday I worked. Um, but usually that's like my go-to, fun night where I'll just just rest or have fun or just no no business is happening so it's and that's an easy time to do it too because everyone's usually there's something fun going on or a good movie out or something <laughs> no self self-care is is so important like the other day I forgot to eat before dinner time I don't understand like, that food is too important to me yeah, to, no, and, I, <laughs> to and I love food to eat. I mean, my, my, the fact that I don't fit in my jeans anymore means that I love food, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, I, I feel everyone who's, everyone who I've spoken to in the past week, like, like internet friends, I swear I've started the conversation after just telling them how I'm not fitting in my jeans. I, I'm quite upset about it at the moment. <laughs> there's no, like this um, thing, I think every, every time you have a, you like when you're an entrepreneur, there's, there's probably like the entrepreneur 15 or something like that. Yeah, like, no, definitely. <laughs> you're sitting at a computer all day. That's I went to related, but not, I went to the eye doctor this past week for the first time. I haven't, I've been bad. I haven't gone in a while. And so I went and was telling him like, oh, well, I sit at a computer all day during my job <laughs> and I go home and I 
sit at my computer all night at my cell, you know, my own business. And then on the weekends, I sit at the computer a lot and do more stuff. He was like, yeah, you, you are really <laughs> like, you gotta, you gotta change that. He's like, you're, you're really ruining your eyes. And I was like, oh, great. Like, that's just what I want to hear. <laughs> Gonna have to wear my con, my glasses all the time. But yeah, he was, he wasn't too pleased with how much I sit at a computer. <laughs> it's no, everyone who's listening, go, go and go and take care of yourself because, um, Life is too short and and I serve my clients better when I've had a bit of sleep because when I'm a bit, when I'm tired and I'm, I never want to start calls like, how's your day? Yeah, I'm really tired. Like, I don't want to start calls like that. So, so no, yeah, get, get some rest. And the last question, Megan, that I'm super excited to hear answer to is what are you working hard to make happen right now? And how can we, how can we support you? Number one. And number two, how can we get involved? How can we get involved with what, what's happening in the world of you? Yeah, well, I think the big thing for me right now is just, uh, like I've mentioned a few times already, I'm launching a course. Um, it goes live on August 17th. It's available now. You get kind of a, a pre-sale special price if you get it before it's live. But it's Squarespace in one weekend. So I know we've kind of talked about Squarespace a little bit, um, but it's what my website is on. And as someone who's built websites from scratch before, I've been building websites since I was in the sixth grade, you know, I very confident. There's no question of my ability to do it on on another platform, um, but it's just saved me so much time, and it's allowed me to focus on the content. And I've just seen too many clients of mine, or even peers who have their own businesses. I've just seen too many people get a website that's custom coded, that's very specific, you know, or or limiting, and then they can't change something themselves. They can't. Um, they don't know how to add a page. They don't know how to make an image on a certain you know, on the left side of their text. They don't know how to change a menu item. And, and it's just too complicated to even do those things. There's some, you know, basically, I just feel like it's it's so sad. I give all of my clients like this Squarespace spiel that they can continue on their own site if they want because it's that's totally up to them. And I, I know WordPress really well if that's where they're on, so it's no big deal. But I just really encourage people to be able to control their own website. You know, if you have a new product and you want to launch it in in the next hour, like you should be able to do that if you want to. Like if you know like you should be able to easily create a new page, link it to the menu, put in the text, make it look nice and be done with it. Like you shouldn't have to wait on a designer to for their availability to to do something like that for you. I think some people can do that and that's awesome, but I think you should have the option of not. Like if you want to go that route and go super custom, great, but I don't think you should put yourself in a corner where you can't do something yourself. Um, and so on that note, that's why I started creating Squarespace one weekend because I have a lot of side hustlers and you know they don't have a lot of time to devote to building their own website and maybe they don't feel like they're really tech savvy enough to do it on their own. Maybe they feel like they have to hire someone to do it and invest thousands of dollars in their site, but they kind of feel like they don't want to wait, you know, months before that happens. And several thousand dollars is scary to invest in a website when you're just starting out or if you're not sure about it yet. And um, so I have my course, Squarespace One Weekend, where they can easily and quickly, I guide them through exactly how to do it, um, build an effective Squarespace website. So we talk a lot about the strategy behind it too of like what makes it effective or not and and then there's just video tutorials and checklists and resource guides and all this kind of stuff on how to just do it quickly so people are getting the biggest bang for their buck and they can go literally from no website to a full website in just one weekend that sounds 
awesome and and everyone who knows me knows I'm a, I'm a big Squarespace fanatic and um when I saw what Megan was launching it it, it looks fantastic and um I couldn't the way you just described Squarespace and the benefits of it that's the best way to say it it gives us freedom as creative entrepreneurs just to move forward instead of being relying on anyone else to, to take those steps forward so yeah definitely I'm going to put it in the show notes you all should go and check it out um go and check out everything Megan's doing she's she's awesome she's you've definitely um I said this to you before we started recording you're, you're saying something new and I love people who are saying something new because I feel like you're really bringing something different to the table with your perspective and your ideas and I love that so thank you so much for coming on today it's been awesome yeah it's been so much fun it's been such a privilege and um I've loved getting to know you a little better too. too. I might like force you to be my friend outside of this call. Oh no, don't worry. (laughs) You're now in like my web of of friends. You can't go anywhere. (laughs) And there we have it. Episode number 15 of the Make It Happen podcast. As always, you can head over to jennypur.co.uk slash podcast for all of the links in the show notes from today's episode. And make sure you check out Megan too at meganmeans.com. Thank you so much for listening today and look out for a brand new episode each and every Thursday.